Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This is called How to Build Everyday Fundraising into Your Business. And as much as I don't like to toot my own horn, I do feel that there is like a certain amount of, um, hey, this is really important, pay attention. This should be something that I charge for. This should be a masterclass. This is something that I have like honed and honed and worked over and edited and let sit and worked over again and let sit and worked over again. So what you're getting is a tremendous amount of effort condensed into what's probably about a 40 minute podcast. So that said, this is not this is not one to listen to like sort of this is one to like pay attention to. Um, because it is so much of, of experience and experimentation condensed into as short as I could possibly possibly make it. Um, that's you've got I don't know, a lifetime of teaching experience coming at you with like, how condensed can this possibly be? And then that's because I want you to be able to implement it immediately into your business. So how to build everyday fundraising into your business is uh, a response to that feeling like capitalism is wrong, capitalism is bad, and capitalism shouldn't be happening during a pandemic. We all have those feelings. Uh, Like one of the people in um, Together sent this question, which I'm going to answer, and then the the entire rest of the episode is an answer to the question um, that I'm going to describe. So, quote, I'm really feeling like it's inappropriate to promote my business at the moment, and honestly, I've just lost momentum and motivation. It seems like our my slash our collective attention needs to be on the Black Lives Matter movement and the pandemic. I don't feel good about self-promotion right now. Do you have any thoughts on how to either regain my business mojo or how to better honor the collective pause and not feel guilty for pulling energy away from your own work? My heart hurts and I want to give all the love I have right now to the collective, not my own work. That is a phenomenal framing of a feeling, which is like self-promotion feels fucking gross and also you have to eat, but it feels gross, but you have to eat. (laughs) Um, so first I, I feel you and I mean that in like the deepest Enneagram fours or masters of feelings feel you sense. It does feel wrong. It does feel bad. I am with you. Continuing with business as usual seems absurd. Like 
Do I need to save 40% on fast fashion offers? Because I don't fucking leave the house. Do I need to buy a stockpile of ever more fashionable masks? Do I need to buy some guns to outfit my dope-ass bunker full of canned beans? No. No. And we both know that I don't have a bunker because my skills are not physical world skill set. And uh, I'm probably not going to survive any situation that requires a bunker. And that's okay with me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it feels gross. And I wish I had the answer to the capitalism conundrum. Like, oh, okay, you just burn this system down like in figure A. And then in figure B, we're all free. It's so easy. Unfortunately, I don't know of a way to dismantle any massive system of oppression that's been operating for hundreds of years in one fell swoop. Um, So we're going to do the next best thing. We are going to work within the confines of the shitty, shitty capitalist system to subvert it at every turn. That is the goal. Let's stop as many bullshit systems of oppression as we can from continuing to flourish. One of the ways we can do that is by raising and donating as much money as we business owners can generate as steadily as possible over the long term. And then a few caveats before we go any further, the first of which is I am not a teacher of or an authority regarding race or racial justice or anything race related in America. I am not coming at you in that way. So when I talk about systems of oppression, I'm talking about the things that we all know exist and facing them, but I'm not going to give you specifics because I am not an authority there. My job is to keep listening, to keep learning, and to point you toward the gorgeous beings who are and who have been teaching me over the years. And I'm going to do that later in the episode. Uh, I am a business coach with access to many people who own businesses. Sharing the following information is a direct route to getting money into the hands of the organizers, activists, leaders, movements, and teachers who have been doing justice and liberation work for a long, long time. So this is not a white co-opting of some, some other movement. This is, hey, you can use your business that you have right now in the service of any other organization, bit of activism and support of a leader, support of a teacher, support of a movement. It's tricky, but I'm going to give you some structures to make it less tricky. And if you would like more info or to join the business coaching waitlist, just shoot me an email, k at kristenkelp.com. January is when spots next open up. Finally, I am only sharing experiments and giving that I have personally completed over the past 11 years of being in business. Sharing lived experience is the only way I can think of to assure you that variation on these starting points are effective ways to get money to the movements, nonprofits, teachers, and causes you most want to champion. That said, I'm asking you to interpret this not as some sort of Pollyanna holier-than-thou showing-off performative bullshit, but as here's some stuff that I've done that's worked and some that didn't. And now I feel free to go try some giving experiments of my own. That's the goal. So Kristen has done this stuff. This might work. This might not. It's an experiment. But giving experiments are the best possible reaction that I can think of to everything that is going on and to being stuck in a capitalist system that grows more capitalist by the day while trying to make something else happen and play a different game. And that's giving experiments. Uh, So let's walk through a few ways to actively build fundraising into your business, starting right the fuck now, bit by bit, 
and experiment by experiment. So this is not, and now you just give 50% of your business to X for life. That is not a bit by bit or experiment by experiment way of being. So if you are a person who is spinning in the land of where do I even start regarding the reality of seeing white supremacy enacted again and again through outrageous levels of U.S. police brutality, and now, as of yesterday, the president's refusal to denounce white supremacy on a national platform, you can always start with money. You can fundraise, donate, and repeat. Money is not your only option for enacting change, of course, but it is a damn good start when physical togetherness isn't necessarily a COVID-friendly option. And further, founding your own like nonprofit is probably not necessary. There are so many nonprofits doing good work, and can we get them money? I hope so. This is how we do the work. You have a business which generates money, and money can always be redistributed to champion the people, organizations, movements, and ways of being you wish to see in the world is one of the only ways that we vote every single day. Acting like we vote once every four years is garbage. We vote every single day with our dollars, and the way that we distribute our dollars matters. First up, you can create and sell a one-time limited edition product to fund a project, cause, or nonprofit of your choosing. You know this is an option, but your mind probably gets complicated by the details. Which organization? Which products? For how long? What if I don't sell any of the items for fundraising and I look like an idiot? Which is the big one, really. It's really about what if it doesn't work and I look like an idiot. Don't panic, because we're going to walk through some options and handle that asshole brain flare-up of the questions, too. So if you have got or know of a worthy project with a set budget, you can set up a business offering to cover all or part of that budget. That's very vague. Specifically, as an example, I created a limited edition course called Becoming to fundraise for a volunteering trip to India with two other people circa 2011. I sold a bunch of seats in this class to raise about nine grand for all expenses associated with traveling to and staying in India for three weeks. You remember when flying was a thing we did? I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Sales of this class were particularly effective because one, it was cheap. And two, I was transparent with my, with my intentions. So I shared the project budget openly from day one. Those who purchased the class knew they were helping me complete a multi-week volunteering project near to my heart. So long as you've got a clear budget, whether it's yours or that of a nonprofit, and a product or service to sell and pair it with, you're good to go. Next up, you can offer your product or service at no charge or at a reduced fee to those who donate X to the organization of your choice. Again, super vague. So as an example, at one point, my goal was to see how much giving I could get to happen by encouraging direct giving to a nonprofit. This keeps my accountant happy because it's not just pay me 10 grand and then I'll distribute 10 grand. It keeps the money out of my bank account, but does the same thing. So I handed out a thousand free copies of my then new book, Go Your Own Way, when peeps forwarded their donation receipts for flying kites to my inbox. So I would say if you donate $10 or more to flying kites and then forward the receipt to me, I will send you a copy of the book. In this way, we raised over $10,000 for that nonprofit within a few weeks. 
super simple, super brief. And it was really actually very, 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 very like one of the most fulfilling things that I've ever done, period, was deciding to hand out quote unquote free copies if you just made a donation to Flying Kites. You can also make a one-time limited edition service to fund those same movements and nonprofits. Just as you would in the case of products, you can create business services to fundraise for the cause of your choice. This can be something you already do, but now you donate a percentage of the proceeds. So if you're a wedding photographer, it can be something you already do that you photograph weddings, elopements, tiny weddings, those sorts of things. But now you donate X percentage of the proceeds. And even if it's 1% or 2% or 3% over the course of a year, over the course of multiple years, it's going to add up. No amount of money that you give to a nonprofit is going to be spat back at you like, that's not enough. Nonprofits need money. Movements need money. It doesn't matter how much money. They just need money. <laughs> um, so this can be a monthly service you make up and feature at this moment. It can be whatever it is that you do. So a massage, a haircut, a pedicure, a session, a coaching call, or a completely made up right now using your specific talent offering can begin to make this option a reality a one-time limited edition service that funds the movements or nonprofits that you want to fund. The trick is both used and unused talents apply here. Fundraising is the perfect spot to break out of your niche and embrace the full spectrum of your talents. What the fuck does that mean? If you've got a yoga teacher starting trade, sorry, I'm going too fast. Pause. (laughs) I got too stoked. If you've got, let's say, a yoga teacher training certification you never use, hosting a pop-up fundraising class online might be a welcome treat for those who love you. Likewise, you're Reiki trained, donating a portion of the proceeds from this month only, remote Reiki sessions is an option. So that's any healing modality, anything that you are like, oh yeah, totally, 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 I, I, I know how to do that, no problem. Great. Can you use those things you've been trained in to make pop-up classes that lead to donations? I hope so. The point here is not for me to list every single thing you could possibly do. It's to ask where you've got unused talents or unused resources that can be leveraged to raise some money for cash-strapped movements and nonprofits. And by definition, the vast majority of movements and nonprofits are cash-strapped. So the question here, where do you have unused talents or untapped resources that can be leveraged to raise money for rad people, movements, and nonprofits? I don't have the answers to that, but it's good to sit with. If you think of, I've taken all these classes, or I've built up all of these skills, or I have certifications I don't use, I have modalities I don't use, I have healing practices I don't use, those are fantastic spots to do pop-up, one-off fundraisers that are rad And the point of it is, of course, to raise money for the fundraiser. But the feeling that you get when you've done that work and you get to write that check, no matter the size, I promise I've written big checks and small checks. It doesn't fucking matter. It feels good in your soul and it keeps you alive because you have done a real tangible thing for someone else. Further, you can build a set donation percentage into the sale of existing products and services. 
As an example, I donate 25% of breathwork class proceeds to Together, Rising, and or Flying Kites, just depends on the month, which means I'm making monthly donations based on any breathwork classes I've sold each month. Some months it's just a couple of bucks, uh, and some some months it's hundreds. The point is not to hit a very specific funding goal. It's to deliberately donate month after month. That's it. That's all. So if it's a penny, it's a penny. If it's nothing, it's nothing. And if it's $3,000, it's $3,000. The point is not that you have hit X. There's no like temperature gauge where like if you hit $300,000 in fundraising, that's good, but everything else is worth is worthless. The point is that you're donating consistently. And again, I've dressed it a couple of times so far, but it's so important here. You might be feeling shame about how little you can do right now. And little is in air quotes, but you can't hear them. So I'm, I'm doing them now. Little is in air quotes. <laughs> I get it. I understand. Of course you want to give more. Of course you want to make a difference. Of course you want to donate as much as you possibly can. And donation shame is not a worthy use of your energies. Again, donation shame is not a worthy use of your energies. If you decide to do these things and for some reason you sell nothing or, you, or you're going to donate $3 or you're going to donate you know, $6, donation shame is not a worthy use of your energies. You can email me, kay at kristenkelp.com, and I can remind you if this goes wrong, donation shame is not a worthy use of your energies. Whether you sell one item with a donation promised or thousands of items with a donation promised, you agree to donate the proceeds and try again. That's the cycle. That's the game. It's not a one-off. It's making a habit of donating and of giving dollars to projects that you want to see happen in the world. Um, acting as if donating blank isn't enough will only make you feel more frustrated with fundraising as time goes on. So it's the opposite of capitalism. The point is not that it's just up and to the right. It grows forever. The point is that you experiment bit by bit to, to find out what works and what doesn't. And along the way, you're just, you're leaving a wake of donations behind you. When you want to change it up, you can also change it up. Uh, I've got an ongoing Breathwork for Coping with 2020 fundraiser that's donating 50% of proceeds to Black Lives Matter for the life of the product. As of this moment, that class has raised $561 and counting for the movement. So it isn't, it's also not just it happens this one time and that's it. You can donate over the course of the life of a product. And again, I'm not saying that number any numbers here to make you feel shame. I'm saying numbers so that you can see, ah, she made a class. She donated 50%. That's how much it's raised. Um, I'm giving you lots of options because I hope that one of these feels good. It's not that you need to do all 17 of these. It's, does this light something up in you? Does this spark something? Is this like, oh my God, I could donate $5 from every one of those that I sell and it wouldn't be a big deal. That's the place where I'm trying to get you to go. We are all being asked to do what we can with what we have, where we are. We have businesses and we can use them to bring positive change into being. 
And as we keep going, uh, fundraising that's a little less obvious, you can pay everyone for the work they do with extra cash considerations given if you're benefiting from the work of a member of a marginalized community. So back in uh, 2014, I hosted Brand Camp, and it was wild, and it was amazing, and it was wonderful, and also, I lost about 43 grand on that transaction. (laughs) So when I was doing, it's funny now, it's funny now because it's six years later, it wasn't funny then. When asking around later about, like, what the fuck went wrong, what I found was the most urgent thing that had gone wrong is that I had wildly overpaid everyone who spoke at the event. It turns out most people who speak at conferences and are not the headliner. So I'm not talking about Brene Brown doing a keynote. No, 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 no. I'm talking about your local trade organization meetup. Uh, Most people who do that are speaking for free or for a nominal fee that covers room and board. And when I say nominal, I mean like 200 bucks plus room and board, but you have to give up a few days of your life. So was the 200 bucks worth it? Eh, (laughs) exploiting people's labor is both accepted and encouraged when it comes to the enormous events and conferences circuit. That's just the way it works, I found, and it's bullshit. The same working for free mentality is also true for online summits. Again, heavy use of air quotes for online summits. I can't air quote hard enough. Uh, For those who offer, quote, exposure, again, so many air quotes, as a means of payment, And most importantly, for those who assume that all those with smaller followings than their own should be thrilled to work for free on behalf of someone else's empire. That happens to me all the time, and it's not something that I will pass on. So I don't care who you are and how big your following is. Um... This is an example of capitalism gone wild. It exploits free labor in any way possible at all times for any reason with the promise of a later benefit that generally fails to materialize, particularly for those who are already marginalized by societal bullshit. So even if you just stop asking people to work for free, stop assuming that people will work for free, stop making it okay to work for free, you are doing good work. Um, because working for free is just sort of, oh, that's what we do now, but it it exploits everyone involved. Those invited onto my podcast are offered a fixed interview fee, which they can then choose to receive or to have donated to Together Rising. Um, That's, again, not a virtue statement. It is just reiterating that we vote with our dollars every single fucking day. Paying people is one of the really simple ways we can all help to build a culture of paying for the emotional labor and sharing of lived experiences needed to create life-giving interviews. Does that make sense? Like, if we don't pay people for giving us their best work, what are we saying and what kind of world are we making? And again, this is within the confines of capitalism. I don't know the way out of capitalism. I don't know the way to just switch it off and make something new happen. But I know that anytime I am spending my dollars, I am making choices and I am voting for things that are awesome or not awesome to perpetuate within society. Next up, you can add coaching, mentorship, and or learning resources offered by members of um marginalized communities to your monthly business expenses. And if referring to people as members of marginalized communities feels off or wrong, um, it's, 
it's just consciously paying not white people for things. That's all that's all I'm really talking about. Like, are you not white? Therefore, you suffer from all the ways that white supremacy is bullshit. Cool. Can we actively give those people dollars because their lives have far more bullshit in them as a result of white supremacy? And the leaders, teachers, artists, and scholars um, that I admire offer ongoing support opportunities through their websites or through platforms like Patreon in many cases. Finding and using these to pay those living humans you admire for doing the ongoing work of making the world a better place is absolutely positively worthwhile in every fucking way you can imagine. So, which peeps does my business pay each month? A very short list. One, two, three, four, five people. Uh, The first one is Adrienne Marie Brown, and I'm going to spell it. A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E. Marie, M-A-R-E-E, Brown, B-R-O-W-N. She's written two books, Emergent Strategy and Pleasure Activism, both of which are amazing. Um, And her recent poetry series written during COVID-19 is fucking breathtaking. So do a Google search. Go to, I believe it's adriannemariebrown.net and support her monthly after you check her out. She is amazing. Uh, next up, do you know Samantha Irby, S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A, Irby, I-R-B-Y? Um, if not, please stop everything ever and go read her books of essays, which are legit laugh out loud and worry about your bladder strength because you're trying not to pee yourself funny. And there's a link uh, to her Patreon in the show notes for built-in fundraising at kristenkelp.com. Uh, Sonia Renee Taylor's voice is unmistakable, powerful, and wise. Her book, The Body is Not an Apology, it's stunning, it's brilliant. Um, There's a link to order it directly from her to minimize Amazon's profit-taking in the show notes. Um, She also has this very particular gift, uh, which is that she can make me feel called on my bullshit uh, without triggering massive defensiveness and eruptions of white fragility. Um, when you find a person who can call you out on your shit without triggering massive defensiveness, you keep them. <laughs> so, uh, you can support her monthly. I believe she's at SonyaReneeTaylor.com, S-O-N-Y-A-R-E-N-E-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Give her dollars. Uh, fourth person. I spend a lot of time with her. Jessamine Stanley teaches yoga for every body on her underbelly yoga platform so just do a quick google search for underbelly yoga i love her classes please allow me to hype her for just a moment because if i could take my love for jessamine and give it to her she would just like giggle for a week it's i love her Um, jessamine's classes are funny they're sweary they're honest they're real Um, she understands yoga for not tiny stick bodies because she doesn't live in a tiny stick body Uh, I've never had the pleasure of learning yoga from a person with a body who looks like my own, and it makes a difference. Uh, So underbelly yoga is what you want, um, and that, you know, pays her on an ongoing basis. Um, Finally, this is actually technically not someone my business pays because uh, my Masterclass subscription is via shared password with a friend. However, (laughs) Ron... Finley, if you have Masterclass and the Masterclass app, I don't know if it's available in other countries, but in the United States, it's just Masterclass and it's like the best of the best of the best of people from every 
um, line of work giving a masterclass. Um, Ron Finley, R-O-N-F-I-N-L-E-Y. Highly informative if you're new to gardening and entertaining as fuck. Like, he talks about how kale is just gangster. And it's awesome. Uh, you can also support the Ron Finley Project to help green up and garden up the food deserts of Los Angeles. Uh, and in, I have in all caps, like, he is a goddamn wizard and I am writing in all caps to convey his magic to you. Uh, he's an amazing teacher. People think that just because you're good at something, you're a good teacher. No, wrong, false, not even the slightest bit true. So to be both amazing at what you're doing and an amazing teacher is stunning. Okay. Those are my top five. Adrienne Marie Brown in the activism space. Samantha Irby in the uh, making me laugh out loud writing space. Sonia Renee Taylor, again, in the activism space, particularly around bodies. Uh, Jessamine Stanley for yoga and Ron Finley for gardening. They are amazing. Okay. Um, And you may or may not resonate with these people. I am okay with that. Uh, The point is not to agree with me about the relative merits of these particular humans' work. I'm not going to have a fight with you about whether Ron Finley's class is the greatest gardening class of all time. It's not happening. The point of this is to find and then pay people who are doing the work you want to see in the world, particularly people of color, particularly members of marginalized communities, particularly women, particularly work that is often overlooked or undervalued. Read Emotional Labor, Education, all of education is undervalued, and managing the droves of people who are quick to criticize others' efforts but aren't doing a goddamn thing to help make a better world themselves. Pay the people who are doing work. There are endless ways to explore the places where donations and your business meet. So, uh, rather than spinning in overwhelm for the next few weeks or months, Consider that the hardest work in the world, that of liberation, of undoing bullshit systems of oppression, and of making the world a more livable place for every last being who is already in it, isn't going anywhere. There's no, like, if you don't get this done by October 15th, it's over. This work is never done, uh, and so there's no rush. At the same time, you can give it a go. In addition to donating X percent of proceeds from a specific product or service, you can also pledge to donate Y per month. I'm just using arbitrary X's and Y's here. Some money per month as a recurring business expense. Monthly giving enables those responsible for managing nonprofit funds to better plan their budgets and to affect change for the long haul. I've also heard that when they're looking for grants or for additional funding, seeing that there are already X amount of dollars coming in each month allows the nonprofit to further establish legitimacy, which allows them to gain more funding. So if you've only got $100 giving, um, you know, $8 a month, I'm doing the math, $8.25 a month for a year can be more effective than giving $100 at once because that $8.25 a month goes into the total that allows nonprofits to do grant writing and to access further money. Monthly donations for a set amount are a magnificent entry point if you're new to using your business for fundraising. And again, there is no such thing as donation shame. So can you give $3 a month? Fucking great. Give $3 a month. Um, Recently, one of my coaching clients realized that she no longer wanted to pay to participate in Toastmasters, which is a speech giving organization that meets regularly 
So instead, she donated that monthly fee to a local nonprofit fighting food deserts in St. Louis. So that's a really simple thing. Cancel a service, donate the money. Done. (laughs) A service, especially one that is like cishet, white, male, the most patriarchal, the most capitalistic. Cancel that shit. Take that same money and donate it to someplace fucking awesome. Uh, Likewise, my business currently sponsors a child's schooling and care through flying kites each month without being tied to the sale of a specific product or program. And again, because the inner Karen battle is strong here, this is not some sort of performative look at me shit. This is not me virtue signaling. This is not me doing any of those things. This is me genuinely assessing how I can be of service. And one of the ways I can be of service is to make this really easy to do, to make this less intimidating and to dare you to donate effectively. Um, Built-in giving comes in an endless number of forms. So you are by no means limited to what I've provided, but I have hopefully given you some starting places to play with how fundraising might work in everyday life. Again, the word is play. The point here is to play with the places where your talents and your generosity can overlap. There's no one right way to do this, and no gold stars will be rewarded. Again, I repeat for the Hermione's in the crowd, there is no one right way to do this. And for the overachievers in the crowd, no gold stars will be awarded. Whether you donate $3 or $3 million, no one gets gold stars. This is just the work that we have to do. That being said, if there's no one right way and no gold stars are going to be awarded, it might be a good time to check in with your intuition to determine which option you can implement in the coming weeks. And when I say in the coming weeks, I mean like right now. Like, can you donate some shitty services that you, I'm sorry, (laughs) can you cancel a shitty service that you currently pay for with your business and donate that same amount of money, whether it's $7 or $10 or $14 or $100 to a nonprofit? That money was already going out, so you can't be like, no, I desperately need that money. No, it was already going out. Can you make it do more? Can you vote with your dollars in a way that's really, really life-giving to someone else? Okay, a recap of options that you've got at this moment. See, if this were a masterclass, there would be a moment for questions because I feel that there are questions, but I don't know what they are. Uh, So email me, k at kristenkelp.com. And then I will know your questions. Otherwise, I won't know your questions. Um, The recap, here we go. You can donate X percent of a specific product or specific service sales to your fundraising efforts for a set period of time. That's very vague. And so what that looks like is for every product or service purchased by a date, I will donate blank to a chosen nonprofit. You can donate 50% of all business proceeds for a few days via a flash sale. Like, hey, I'm splitting profits on blah with nonprofit until date. Buy now, everyone wins. You can donate up to 100% of profits for a single class or event, especially if it's something that's untapped, unused, or otherwise dormant within you. Uh, so the, the class on blank date is donation-based and X percentage of donations will be sent to the nonprofit of your choice. Again, in the show notes, these are literally just fill in the blanks. They're awkward to read on a podcast, but they exist. Uh, These setups automatically provide people with a feel-good factor just for purchasing what they would normally be buying anyway. 
It also builds giving into your business in a short-term way so you can experiment with different forms of fundraising before making any long-term commitments. That said, a year of donating $3 is a doable long-term commitment. Um, The point here is not perfection. The point here is not performative allyship. The point here is not look at me and what I'm doing. That's not it. The point is to get out there and raise some money for the people, organizations, mutual aid funds, movements, and nonprofits who so desperately need it right now. The longer that the government exists in this off-the-rail state, the more desperately those people, organizations, mutual aid funds, movements, and nonprofits need us. We generate money with our businesses. We should absolutely take the time to circulate at least some of that money back into the causes that we most believe in because that is most certainly what the billionaires are doing and that's how they buy the whole goddamn world right we can use our businesses to perpetuate worthy projects no matter their size and those that's no that's no matter the size of our business and that's no matter the size of our worthy project if a kid across the street is in clearly a budding artist who can't afford art supplies Using your money to buy the kid across the street art supplies is perpetuating a worthy project. No one gets to decide that. But when you link up worthy projects with your business, everything feels better. Everything gets better. Why would I keep going? Why do I have to keep going? How do I make the light at the end of the tunnel get closer instead of feeling like it's further and further and further away? It's probably some form of taking the focus off of yourself and putting it into projects that really 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 fucking matter and that's no matter what you do generally the most important work in the world is going to be done by nonprofits, by people who aren't being paid by movement leaders by mutual aid funds and by giving by people just giving so become one of the giving people with your dollars and see what happens that's the game Um, that is it except for fundraising regularly through your business is inherently anti-capitalist since capitalism dictates that you're supposed to take every penny you make and turn it into more pennies that's the point of pennies right excuse me i have to cough (coughs) so sorry about that if you would like to hear more about how to incorporate anti-capitalist practices into your business. You will love my interview with Bear A. Bear. They're fucking phenomenal. The link is in the show notes. Talking all about the ways capitalism fucks us up and the ways that we can subvert the system. So, may you find ways to perpetuate worthy projects no matter the size of your business or the size of the project. May you refuse to experience donation shame because every fucking penny counts. Every fucking euro, every fucking any measure of anything that you can dream up, it all counts. It's all voting every day, all the time. And when we vote with our dollars for worthy projects, we experience a sense of connection and fulfillment that I haven't found is available any other way except volunteering in person Um, which for those of us who are immunocompromised is less of an option right now, to be honest. Um, So this is a way that you can do it starting right now. And honestly, the most important um, part of this, uh, not most important, 
most exciting part of this for me is when you tell me what you've done. So I would love to see it. I would like email the shit out of me. K at kristenkelp.com. Fill out the contact form. Get a message to me by carrier pigeon. I don't care how you do it, but I would love, love to hear about how you're building fundraising into your business. Even if it's simply, I canceled this shitty service that costs nine bucks a month and now that money is going to somewhere else. Oh my God, yes, exactly. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to take all of your time and energy. It doesn't have to suck your soul. It can be really fucking simple and straightforward. If everyone that listened to the podcast gave nine bucks a month by canceling a service, we would be in a very different place. Times everyone all the time. Um, So hopefully this has been a good breakdown of how to take this really big sort of hairball of an idea of fundraising and give you options that feel reasonable, doable, and not entirely overwhelming. I am so looking forward to your feedback. I would fucking love to hear from you k at kristenkelp.com uh, i'm not encouraging you to tag me on instagram because i'm taking a slight break because fuck instagram i fucking hate it um <laughs> but how do i really feel fuck it i fucking hate it so just email me i would love 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 to hear from you and again if you have any questions as a person who is doing the teaching here, it's almost impossible to anticipate questions because I haven't, I haven't taught this live. Obviously, this is COVID times. I haven't taught a class live in a long time, meaning in person with people. So I am so fucking thrilled to hear your questions. Uh, if there are enough of them, then I'll just do a second podcast answering the questions. That would be really genuinely exciting to me. So this is me saying email me, kayakristenkelp.com. I would fucking love to hear from you. Um, I would love to hear what you're doing. I would love to hear where it's going. I would love to hear how this inspires you. I would love to hear your additions for ways to build in fundraising. And, um, and I would love to see what we can, what we can do together in terms of just, it doesn't even matter how much money you have. It's, are you regularly giving some of it to someone else? Because that is how we do this work continuously particularly when we can't be in person together so oh thank you for listening this felt good this was months and months in the making Um, please enjoy uh, your efforts to go into fundraising please enjoy your efforts to undo capitalism Uh, please enjoy the search for worthy projects Uh, Please enjoy uh, being able to make donations with your business, no matter how much money it is. It's, It's always, 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 always rewarding. I will see you next time and happy fundraising. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. 
So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.